Lawrence Sicoli, cruiserweight world champion, a source, fellow watch lover. Um, so, look, thank you very much for your time. And I guess the, you know, the, the most obvious way to kick this off will be to say last 12 months, been fairly unusual, been, been fairly life-changing for yourself. How have you found it? How have you dealt with it professionally? How have you, you, know, how, how have you worked with it on a personal level as well? I think lockdown's been, you know, um, a hard time for everyone. I think, you know, for me, um, the plus that I saw in it all is my priorities sort of changed. So before lockdown was finished, I would kind of, um, I spent a lot of money on designer clothes and a lot of other stuff, do you know what I mean? But I didn't have a gym in my house or a, bag, a boxing bag. So when it happened, I kind of realised, well, we're at home. I've got nowhere to wear all of this stuff. And I've also got nowhere to train. So it allowed me to sort of get my mind on it, get some stuff put in my house. Now I've got a gym and everything like that. So that's one positive I grew, I believe, as a person during it. And then um, on the other side, as a as a professional athlete as well, you know, I felt like I stayed really disciplined and dedicated. So when we come on the other side and we're allowed to fight, I'm ready to go. I've been training, you know. So um, it was a difficult time, but, you know, I, I found a way to kind of make it through. What are your plans when, when lockdown ends? You know, what, have you got any, any events planned? Have you got anything coming up? I mean, obviously, I've got another fight coming up. Um, the end of July, early August, we're looking to be out again. So I'm getting into training for that. But once that's finished, hopefully I get a victory, which I'm training towards. Um, then, you know, obviously, there's festivals. We need to go abroad. We've been, you know, stuck here for a while now. Uh, and it's time to, you know, Stretch our legs, see what I, mean. I haven't. I haven't touched foot in America in over a year. This isn't fair. They need to see me. Uh, so I'll be heading over there. Passing over or just promoting and, and going out? A mixture. A mixture. I feel like you know you can get a lot done. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. But we're going to enjoy. And 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 tell me about you know, winning that world title. How obviously that feeling, but also something which I work on a lot is kind of like goal setting and doing these things. I mean it's. I would say it's come quickly. I mean, you've worked bloody hard over a number of years, but how does it feel to have achieved what what will have felt like a sort of a big milestone? And how do you how do you go up a level from there again? Yeah, so um, obviously it was amazing, a great feeling. But for me, if I'm going to be honest with you, most of the time I feel more relief than like jubilation when I win. You know, I thought, you know what, I've set that goal. I did it. Yes, congratulations. What's next? I don't really feel that overwhelmed with any occasion or any moment. It's just, you know what, I sound to do that and I managed to do it. Great. You know, um, so although, you know, I have been told by my mum and everyone, hey, you've got to enjoy the moment. I feel that me as a person, I've, I've got goals. As soon as I smash this one, I've got another one that I'm trying to get to, you know. It never stops because I feel like one thing from my amateur boxing is I did a lot very quickly. And I got complacent in my mind, you know. Um, I qualified and went to the Olympics in a record number of fights. And I thought to myself, oh, I'm an Olympian. But I didn't have that same drive to say, I want to win a gold or this or that. So when I turned professional, I promised myself that when I win a world title, I believe that would, I wouldn't let it be, you know what, I won a world title. Congratulations. Just what's next? What's next? What's next? So I just kind of kept that same energy. Let me ask you, it's a question I've wondered actually a bit. I follow boxing quite a lot and I'm interested. How have you found fighting without the fans? Like we've seen quite a lot of 
upsets, if you'd like, throughout. And I think a lot of, like I've sort of felt when I've looked at boxes going into big fights, like it's, it's really banana skin time at the moment. And even when I saw you sort of, yeah, you, you put Gwatsky down, it's sort of that kind of feeling of relief almost, like kind of, and, and, and which is a little bit strange in a way. Was it, how, how did you find it inside yourself to, to prepare um, for deal with it when it was happening? So obviously with the actual um, boxing without a crowd, I think, you know, um, it has pros and cons. So the pros are, you know, you can hear your corner and you're focused on the actual um, boxing match, you know. What's he doing? What am I doing? When there's a crowd, you have uh, a lot more energy. So that's the pro of the brand. You know, you hear the screams, the shouts. When you win, it is a big, big roar from the crowd, you know, and you knock someone out. So those are probably the cons of, you know, no fans is you don't get that energy. Um, and the, and the, the cons of having a crowd is, is it adds a lot more pressure maybe to the actual arena, you know, because I knew there was millions of people watching around the world. I mean, there was, you know, hundreds of thousands in England. Do you know what I mean? But I still had to sort of keep my composure. Um, same with crowd about crowd. So I think it's, it's, a, it's an interesting one. When you're actually fighting, it's the same feeling of the fight. However, there's more um, electricity when there's fans and there's more composure when there's no fans. No, definitely. And, and tell us about your next fight. Yeah, what, what's coming up for everyone? So uh, there's a there's a choice of two, but not necessarily on mine. It's moving parts, but the two of definite ones is either the WBC champion, um, uh, McCarvey, first myself, so we'll have a unification. Obviously, like I said, I'm all about setting goals and going for the next thing. So that would be my number one choice. However, if for some reason it's not possible straight away, then I have a mandatory. Um, he's from Montenegro, Montenegro. Um, so the potential I'll either box here or box there. Um, um, well, I say here, but then the reality is I'll probably be on the Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury um, card, which I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say yet, um, but it's looking likely in that kind of time frame I spoke about earlier. So I'll probably be the co-main event or chief support to that fight. And uh, yeah, so those are the, those are the, that's the way it starts looking at right now. And, and tell me one of the things that I found fascinating about yourself is your vegan diet. How, how have you, how have you found that? And like, I, I can't remember the name of it now, but there's a great Netflix documentary on, on that well, as well. Changes, I think it is. Is it Game Changers? Yeah, exactly. How, how have you found that? And how long have you been on it? And what have you so, so it's been five years um, that I've been vegan. You know, I haven't, um, you know, slipped back or anything like that. And I found it good. Personally, I'm quite a big guy for my weight. So it's really good for managing weight. It's really good for energy levels. And I still feel really strong, really fit. Um, so for me, it works well. Um, it was obviously difficult initially because most boxers eat meat. So my whole training team was, you know, based around, hey, you have a steak. You know what I mean? And they really like, Drilling it, but obviously I sort of challenged my nutritionists and stuff to sort of, you know, let's see what we can do. And then fortunately, you know, obviously I had tests before and tests after, like with my bloods and stuff that I can't fake, you know, um, and all my um, results, you know, gone through the roof, even to the, my bone density. So um, it's, it's all good. Obviously, I, I, I saw you release the music video as I watched. I mean, my big takeaway from it was with the watches throughout. I quite enjoyed that bit of the video in the Dubai. Tell me about that and some of the areas of other areas that you know that you're looking to move into. And I guess 
um, I guess what you'd call more the business side or or, or the brand side. You know how, how you see yourself moving across into that world as well. Um, so there's lots of stuff. Obviously now we've got a book. I can say I've done that. Um, with the music stuff, um, there's more, there's lots of layers to that that I go into. Whether that's a motivational song, I've made a song for my mum. It's just another way of expressing myself. But it's it's good to see that so many people are, are, are drawn to it and are actually liking it. Obviously, where I come from, you know, rap and that kind of music is really big in my culture. Um, but then I also want to get into stuff like acting. Um, I feel like boxing is my life and it's a massive, you know, it's, it's helped change my life and to get to this point. However, it's a sport that only, you're only good until you're in your mid-30s, you'd say. You know, I haven't seen a, a very good, you know, 50-year-old boxer yet, you know. Um and I'm realistic with that. So I'm enjoying it. I'm putting my all in. However, you know, there's other stuff that I'd like to get into. So, I mean, as I said, acting, which I could do to whenever. But then that's all the entertainment side. But as, you know, I've started to, you know, do more, maybe see a little bit more of the world, maybe make a little bit more money, I realise that, to be honest, like, hold on, I might get paid from a sponsor, but my sponsors have way more money than all the boxers. So it's like, how do I get into the side where I now to sponsor someone, do you know what I mean? So that's a lot of business stuff. Um, so stuff that you know, I'm, I'm looking to sort of get a lot more hands on, a lot more experience. So getting to meet people like yourself, people like Ennis, you know, learning this kind of stuff because I wasn't taught any of it growing up. So it's really um, interesting to me to get in on it. Of course, you know, there's always the property stuff and blah blah blah. But I feel like there's more, you know, there's more. So um, you know, I'm ready and willing um, to, to push on in that direction as well. The book you released, Dare to Change Your Life. Tell me about that. Like, what is, is it, a gro- is it about sort of growth mindset or about just sort of literally changing your life and making that kind of upgrade in what you're doing? Oh, so it's a mixture between the two. Um, it's 41 steps to sort of help you to, you know, motivate yourself and change the direction that you're going in if you don't feel you're going in the right direction. So I break it down into four different um, sections, you know, where we talk about you know, um, lots of different topics, whether that's not letting social media, um, you know, um, let people bully or define you, not to also play up to social media. You've got the, the actual personal ones of, you know, making sure you have good people around you, making sure you always hold yourself accountable. You know, lots of, lots of different stuff, even like, you know, dealing with losses in boxing, I think are transferable to dealing with losses in accountancy or electrician, anything like that. So it's just all these different points and um, put in a way where I learned this through boxing, but I feel like you can learn something from this as well. So it's kind of just um, a really a sort of like a motivation slash, you know, self-help kind of book. Yeah, we obviously, and it's a, a very much from the business side of, of what we do and of LinkedIn with yourself, um, which has been super. I'm always sort of part of, I guess, what I call a growth mindset. So I'm always sort of breaking down what I do day to day and how can I improve like, so my big mantra is, you know, kind of talent gets you in the room and kind of hard work keeps you there. Um, yeah, for, for people that are watching that are in business or sport or just personal stuff, what, what's what been your your key to success? Because you've, you've achieved a phenomenal amount in such a short, short space of time. You know, what, what's been the biggest tip, if you like, or takeaway that's really, really, you know, driven you forward and propelled you to achieve what you have? Uh, I'll say probably two would be... Um would be self-belief, um, which is obviously number one, in my opinion, um, because once you have self-belief, 
you do everything else that's asked of you. So if you don't believe in yourself, I don't think you'll um, do this is second most important, hold yourself accountable. So I feel like if you don't believe in yourself, you won't put in the hard work because you're thinking, wow, I'm not going to get there anyway. What's the point? Or you're not going to make that sacrifice because you can't see the end result. So I think believe in yourself and believe in your dream and your vision and what you're going to accomplish, number one. And after that, you have to hold yourself accountable because there's looking great. I can look great in this interview, say all the right stuff, smile at all the right times. But then as soon as we get off of this, live a completely different life. You know, I could, you know, get in front of the cameras and say, I'm going to knock this guy out with this. But that's all just words. So you have to hold yourself accountable and make sure I know that anything you want to go out and achieve, doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter any of that stuff. It's up to you to go out and go and make it happen, you know. So believe in yourself, know that you can make it happen. And once you've made that choice, hold yourself accountable and make sure that you do make the sacrifices, you do work hard, you do everything possible to get to where you need to get to. And, and, and that's it. I know it was long-winded, but... No, I, I, I think it, it comes down to a thing like, how do you act when people aren't looking? So, mm. yeah these great things you know but actually what do you what do you do when the cameras are off this thing and I, I guess that would lead on to your you know your London base at the moment and you said yeah. it's done in ten to yeah as we speak you know is that a long-term thing would you look abroad is it you know relocate into different parts of the world yeah 100% I feel like I grew up in Hackney in East London you know uh in accounts of that um and as I said with boxing um, all of these things I'm seeing so many different parts of the world and although I love England you know I love Britain I do feel like I do want to stretch and see other places see a Monaco see yeah. a you know what I mean see a Dubai wherever you know what I mean so I really want to grow I feel like you know I'm still relatively young um, still quite young do you know what I mean so I feel like there's so much more with what I can see so many things I can do um, so I'm definitely definitely ready up for and actually want to see more of the world you know no, I mean, we, we spoke a little bit obviously before and, and I moved down to Monaco a year ago and the kind of personal taxation and all these kind of things which maybe get how it gets viewed aside just from a sheer, you know, how to change your life and how to improve your life point of view, it is incredible. Um, and sometimes a big takeaway I found was that, you know, you're continually testing yourself, no doubt, and what you do, but actually you're probably really in a comfort zone that you're very used to what you do. And one of the, the big things I've enjoyed is, it, it sounds off, is being a foreigner. But actually, it just really forces you out of that comfort zone. And although maybe I'll keep the same hours and the same training regime and the same work pattern, just that little bit of, of change. And yeah. it's, it's quite nice to have that sort of body, I think. Um, thank you very much for your time. You, thank you. Must, if you come down to Monaco, say hello, and I'll, I'll try Most to do it. And, and absolutely unify those belts would be incredible to, to see that happen. <laughs> yeah, noted. So um, I've, I've loved watching sort of cruise away division over the years with sort of Tony Belly and David Hay and those guys. And I think sort of um, uh, in, in the nicest way, you have that awkward style, but I think it's just yeah. not so difficult for so many people there. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Have a good one.